A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I am continuing a conversation here on the podcast that was initiated on Instagram. And I had asked a few questions about, you know, the holiday season and gifting and just trying to understand how different people feel about it, if they feel similar to me. And what came through was a lot of interesting dialogue about this whole approach to the holiday season which we're going to get into and of course before we do that I will share this isn't a space to be shaming anyone for any approach to the holidays whether you do connect with gifting or not I'm not here to say that you're wrong for being one way or another it's just a conversation to recognize that everyone kind of lands on a different spot on the spectrum and that that's okay. And I absolutely love Christmas. And I think it's a holiday that I feel really connected to because of all the memories I have associated with it. And it really brings me back to that feeling of excitement and magic that I got when I was a kid. So Christmas for me is like a little opportunity to connect with my inner child. And Honestly, I believe we really have to soak in those experiences that bring us joy because honestly, sometimes it feels like there are so few. And, you know, I know that not everyone has the same relationship with the holiday season, but this time of year is one that I personally really look forward to for so many reasons. I look forward to getting into the spirit in the months leading up to Christmas. So things like having cozy Christmas playlists playing in my home throughout the day, or spending time with my family, or going on walks, watching Christmas movies, baking, making Christmassy drinks, you know, all of those kind of cozy activities that are really focused on togetherness. I look forward to being off work and resting and using this time as sort of a reset before entering the new year. And while I love this time of year, there is a certain energy around it that sometimes just makes me feel on edge or frantic and for me it revolves around the tradition of gift giving during the holidays now again i'm not going to go on a tangent here about consumerism but what we'll be exploring in this episode is more so a couple of themes number one some of the guilt and pressure and overwhelm that comes along with this emphasis on gift giving Number two, what I feel is actually required to give someone a thoughtful, meaningful gift that they'll enjoy and 
hopefully use. We will talk about changing traditions or starting new traditions that take the focus away from gifting. And then finally, I will share some gift ideas for you if you're completely overwhelmed and lost, including experiences to gift and different ways of orienting towards the whole tradition of gift giving. And I did kind of mention this, but I want to reiterate, I think everyone is going to have a different relationship with gifting. And so if you're not resonating with what I'm saying, or you disagree, or you don't feel that way, that's totally okay. I know people in my life who love the whole experience of gifting, and it brings them more joy than it does overwhelm. People who have thought that, you know, my partner Jamie and I were weird for not exchanging gifts as a couple for most years, although we did this year. So I'm not trying to take away from that, if that is you. I, again, I'm simply trying to create dialogue about what it's like when that doesn't really come naturally to you or it doesn't bring you joy in the same way it does others or it feels a little bit wasteful. A lot of people pointed out that it's not necessarily gifting that they feel overwhelmed or stressed by or that they feel is wasteful it's the obligation behind gifting sometimes so of course it's still possible to connect with the idea of intentionally giving nice gifts to people even when it's not really our love language and this episode is not about eliminating that tradition as a whole in fact I'll be even sharing some gift ideas, but maybe we can remove some of the pressure and find a way to establish a more meaningful, mindful relationship to giving and also to validate that if you are feeling that stress or pressure, it's not just you and maybe that's an opportunity to shift traditions I know a lot of people who either individually or in their relationship or as a family have decided to stop gifting altogether and that actually did come up in quite a lot of the responses, especially people who are adults and don't have kids in their lives really predominantly focusing on like maybe buying one gift for each other and then if there are kids in the family, maybe maintaining that tradition in a way that feels good. But yeah, there are a lot of different ways to approach the holiday in whichever way suits you and hopefully conversations like this one can help us to at least start thinking about what this looks like outside of the template or pressure to be all about gift giving around the holidays. So let's start off by discussing some of the downsides of having such an emphasis on gifting around the holidays. Now, you may not perceive that that emphasis exists, you know, depending on where you are or what your traditions are or whatever it may be, you may find that that emphasis isn't as prominent. I personally find that gifting seems to be an expectation and, you know, a metric of how good of a person you are, how thoughtful you are, and just a lot of narratives around this time of year that are linked with gifting. And the reality is not everyone has the same relationship to gifting, but having this sort of expectation and template in place can put a lot of pressure on people in a way that isn't pleasant. 
for me personally, I felt a lot of guilt in not really enjoying the whole experience of gifting, like asking, you know, does that make me a selfish, bad person? But what I began to appreciate about myself, and interestingly, this coincided with the whole idea of love languages becoming more mainstream and myself learning about my love languages, is it's not the main way that I show my love to others or that I like to receive love from others. My main love language is quality time and to be honest, that's what I associate most with all of my pleasant memories around Christmas. I, as I said, just love being together, doing activities together, baking with my mom, decorating the tree with my family, and that extends beyond just Christmas. I feel the same about birthdays and other celebratory times as well. And don't get me wrong, I do enjoy gifting in certain circumstances, but it's more of a bonus versus an expectation. So on a birthday, to receive a gift is a really nice bonus, but ultimately, I just love to be with the people that I love, having experiences together, and having that sense of connection. And then to be gift-giving, I prefer giving a gift because I want to and in a way that feels authentic versus feeling pressure to and you know, I enjoy that way of receiving too. And then there's also the financial pressure. You know, I have a big family and I remember being a broke university student and just feeling so much stress around the holidays and wanting to give good gifts to everyone but feeling spread so thin. And so you kind of get to this point where you're just buying things just for the sake of buying them so that you have a gift to give but maybe you're not able to get what you really want because you can't afford it or you don't have time. You know, that's a whole other topic of pressure is the time pressure. It's like total rat race energy when you step into a mall around Christmas. And even this whole narrative of like, have you got all your shopping done? And just the urgency behind it feels really anxiety provoking for me. And I think for a lot of people. I remember my parents talking about that too, especially with kids. You know, there's this pressure and almost expectation or competition to get your kids the best gifts and not wanting to disappoint them to the point of a lot of parents really spreading themselves thin during this period, which I feel is just so sad. And it, to me, kind of takes away from what this holiday means to me and Now being an adult, I appreciate that in a new way. I do understand that as a kid, there is this kind of, you know, comparison with your peers and, you know, who got the best of what. And again, I just think that that whole energy feels really overwhelming and stressful to a lot of people and can be disappointing. And just the emphasis and the way that it's done, I think what I'm trying to say here is it's not necessarily the act of gift giving, it's sometimes the energy behind it and the urgency and the pressure. And I think that huge emphasis on gifting and that being the measure of how your holiday went is, you know, how much did you get? I think that that is something that creates a lot of, you know, at the very least, 
low-grade anxiety for a lot of people. I was curious actually to know if I was the only one who felt this, so I did a little poll to see, you know, do you enjoy gifting or do you find it to be stressful and overwhelming? So the two options were, yes, I love it and it brings me joy, or I find it to be overwhelming and sometimes wasteful. So the split was about 33% said that they loved it, and 67% answered no. So answered that they find it to be stressful or overwhelming or sometimes wasteful. So, I mean, interestingly, within this demographic and this audience, you're in the majority if you find it to be stressful. So I think it's a worthwhile conversation to have. And, you know, I've been thinking about myself this next chapter of how to navigate the holidays with kids and how to take some of that focus off gifting and how that could look a little bit different in the next generation. So if you have any ideas, let me know. I've already received a couple of interesting ideas online as I've been talking about this. So definitely feel free to share anything that's worked well in your family if you have kids or nieces or nephews. So what I'm trying to say here is that while presumably the intended outcome of gift giving during the holidays is to bring joy to others, the guilt, pressure, and financial and time stress of doing it in a way that just doesn't really work for you, in my opinion, takes away from the whole experience. For me personally, I would rather just be in the presence of my loved ones and have them stress-free and joyful, then receive a bunch of gifts from them. Another factor when it comes to gift giving is that, in my opinion, giving someone a thoughtful gift that they're actually going to enjoy and get use of requires a certain level of intimacy, of knowing that person. So being familiar with their interests and preferences and understanding their tastes and knowing what they already have and understanding specific lifestyle choices, for example, if they're more minimalist. And without knowing some of these things, which by the way, I think can be hard when the list is so long, you know, sometimes that's when for me, it feels like gifting just for the sake of gifting, which I think can become very wasteful very fast. For me personally, I'd rather actually not give something versus give something I know deep down the person is never going to use. And then down the line, they'll have to make that awkward decision to keep holding on to it or, you know, give it away. And I don't want to put someone in that position because I myself don't really like being in that position. I am someone who really, really doesn't like clutter and I have grown to, I wouldn't say that I've become minimalist, but just from moving around so much in the last few years, I feel like I don't want a great deal of things occupying my physical space that aren't serving a purpose. And I'll admit I'm picky about a lot of things, so sometimes I actually feel a bit of anxiety around even receiving gifts because I don't want something that someone spent money on to go to waste. So I know not everyone feels this. Some people think that maybe this is, you know, not romantic. It kind of takes away from the joy of gift giving. Me personally, because I am picky about certain things and I really don't feel like I need a lot of stuff, I prefer to actually receive practical gifts 
and especially something that I've communicated with that person I'm in need of. Now, again, you may not like that. I have talked about that before and people have said, you know, that takes away the whole joy of it because you don't know what you're going to get. I don't feel that. So for me, it works to receive something that I either A, have like communicated that I need or something from a list of things that I need. That doesn't bother me at all. And actually, I kind of prefer it. So for example, we're having a baby, as you know, in February. And the main thing right now is just baby items, really, just small baby items. So we're not planning a shower before the baby comes, at least. So if anyone wants to give me a gift, so I'll talk about this in a second, about how my family has a secret Santa, and then there's like one or two other people that I know will buy me a Christmas gift regardless. I'll just share that list with them if they ask you know what do you need what do you want because I think the people closest to me have come to understand that's what I'm like when it comes to gifting and that feels nice because it's gifting in a way that works for both people I have people in my life that love to gift give Jamie's mom for example loves to give gifts and I don't want to take that away from her but I also think there's two people involved in an exchange and so I think it's important that it makes sense for both people and both people's lifestyle and what's needed, if that makes sense. Although it may bring somebody joy to give a gift, if the recipient feels overwhelmed because now they have to find space for this new thing that they don't need or don't want or already have, then that to me is just not a great exchange and I think sometimes that's going to happen like sometimes of course you're going to get something for someone and you're not going to have realized and you have the right intention and it's nothing to do with not having the right intent but I think that there just is a way to go about it in a more mindful way especially for folks who do become overwhelmed with having too much stuff which I think is a lot of people (laughs) Um, but another thing I've spoken about a couple times on social media which I mentioned just now, is my immediate family made a change in the way we give gifts over the holidays and it has alleviated so much stress and been such an improvement. And when I shared this on TikTok, the majority of people kind of responded in such a way that said, we've done this too, it's so much better. I got a few people saying like, why would you ever want to do this? It sounds boring and takes away the joy or you know comments in that nature and I think that just speaks to the fact that we all have a different relationship to gifting and if you don't resonate with that way of doing things there's nothing wrong with that but there's also nothing wrong with taking a different approach and the idea here is that it's okay to change traditions if they're not working for people anymore and in my family I honestly can't remember who suggested the idea but It was like a sigh of relief from everyone in my family because I think we all felt quite similar, but maybe no one wanted to make that suggestion because again, it just feels like what you're supposed to do. So we all used to buy each other gifts, but we switched to a secret Santa. So you only have one family member to buy a gift for. Going back to the intimacy piece, this allows you to actually be really thoughtful and intentional because you only have one person to give a gift to and 
the way that we do it, we use an app that's called Draw Names. And basically, you can build a wish list on there so people can at the very least have some ideas of what you're wanting. So like I said, my wish list for My Secret Santa is like what I put on my list for My Secret Santa to look at is just baby items that I know we need this year. And that person doesn't have to choose one of those items because I think it really only connects to Amazon. So that person may not want to buy something from Amazon or may want to use that list and then think of something different or, you know, get it somewhere else. They don't have to actually get what's on that list, but it will give them a sense of what that person wants or needs and then they can decide accordingly what they want to purchase. And as a family, we've also agreed on a budget. So that kind of levels things out and takes away from the financial stress piece of the holidays. And that budget may look different to every single family and, you know, every single circle, whether it's your family that you're establishing this with or a friend group. You know, I know that there can be different circles, whether that's your partner's family or a friendship group. Sometimes it's not just your immediate family where there's an expectation to buy gifts. But I think even just being able to establish that even in one group takes off some of the pressure because some people came into my DMs and said they have like 20 plus people to buy gifts for. So maybe it's their immediate family, members of their partner's family, and then maybe their friend group. And again, if you enjoy that, some people would be excited by that. That would be hell for me, honestly. And so even to look at one group within those 20 people, for example, and to say, okay, let's just reduce this down so that we don't all feel this stress. I think even that makes a difference. And I think it can be really nice to have group conversations every once in a while to make sure that everyone feels comfortable with the agreed upon gifting format, even if that means shifting or switching up the tradition. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you 
everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The odds are, if you're feeling one way, there will be at least one other person who feels that. And it's worth communicating because your needs in a group setting are just as valid as the next person's. And in my mind, the goal of the holidays shouldn't be how many gifts do you give and receive. It should be about togetherness and connection. And part of that means that you know, you're establishing these connections with people who care about what you need during that season, whether that's maybe we lower the budget a little bit, or maybe we don't do gifts to every single member of the group, for example. Again, I know it's a small sample size, but remembering that at least within this audience, 67% of people felt the same, that surprised me. And, you know, in the case of my family, again, I don't know who brought that up. I don't know who made that suggestion, but everyone was so thankful. And so what I'm trying to say is that I know this isn't the case in every scenario. Some circles are very adamant to keep things the same, but you may be surprised. Okay, so with all that being said, if you're still wanting to go ahead with purchasing a gift, here are some things that I've thought about as I was planning this episode that I think are helpful. So one thing that came to mind, which I've never thought about before, is my personal natural instinct when I'm gifting to someone is to buy someone something related to one of their core interests. For example, my brother is a musician, so I'd think to buy him something music-related. Jamie is a skier, so I'd think about something skiing-related. My mom's a knitter, knitting-related. My dad's a sailor, sailor-related, sailing-related. You get the idea. But the more that I thought about it, Unless I know a lot about that core interest, and it's also one of mine, I actually like to avoid giving them a gift related to their core interest, and I'll explain why. If something is your core interest, number one, you're most likely to have everything you need for it. And number two, even if you don't have everything you need, you are probably very familiar with what you like, so what brands you like, what type of products you like in that domain. And then number three, if it's not something that I know a lot about, I'm not likely to know those things. And yes, I can Google and I can ask around, but usually people have a very personal relationship and are specific with what they like as it relates to their primary core interest, for example. So going back to my dad with sailing He has specific things that he likes that he's used for years, and I'm not likely to know that necessarily without actually delving into it, which could be an interesting activity, again, coming back to the intimacy piece. If I knew that I was gifting to my dad, I could ask him a series of questions about his core interest and try to 
become familiar with that and maybe even write those things down so that if I don't have him this year for Secret Santa, maybe I'll have him in a future year and I'll already have that information. So that is a way of gifting in someone's primary core interest in a way that it may be more likely that I'll get them what they actually want or need. And another exception to this is if I know something specific or a brand a person uses and loves related to their primary interest and that they would get use out of perhaps an additional one of those things or something from that brand. So for example, if I know my brother's favorite drumstick brand, I could get him a pair since I know even if he already has some, he'll eventually need new ones. Or, you know, I also know, for example, that all of Jamie's ski socks are smart wool. And so I know he would always use additional pairs of those. I could also look at my mom's favorite yarn brand and maybe get her a color that she doesn't have. And, you know, if I don't know this about the person I'm gifting to, then I'd usually stick to something that I know they're interested in, but maybe isn't related to their primary core interest. One other little thing I found to help a lot with that feeling of overwhelm around the time of the holidays is to just gather information and keep a list throughout the year. Anytime someone close to me mentions something that they like or want, you know, even if I don't end up getting it for them for Christmas, it could be good inspiration for a future birthday gift, for example. And, you know, I don't really do anything fancy to track this. I just have a list on my notes app on my phone. And then if I know that person's got that thing, I'll remove it. But it's been really helpful because then I'm not starting necessarily with a blank slate every time, you know, a Christmas or a birthday comes around. Okay, so with that said, I still find hearing other people's ideas for gifts to be really helpful and to provide me with sort of a starting point to come up with ideas myself. Even if I don't buy anything that person has shared, I feel like, again, just having that starting place is really helpful to kind of get the ball rolling. And this is only if you decide that you do want to do a gift. And again, it may be only one person that you're gifting for. In my case, uh, we gave gifts within Jamie's family, but he's an only child, so it's very few people there. But in my family, I only have one person to give gift to this year. So in addition to thinking about someone's kind of secondary interests or hobbies, a few things I like to consider when gifting are if the person has a major event in their lives or has one coming up, like moving to a new home or expecting a baby, those can be a really good place to start. I like to think about the person's general style or aesthetic or lifestyle. So if they're more minimalist, maybe avoiding anything that will take up a lot of space and maybe even opting for something more practical. And then if it is something fashion related, even thinking about their color scheme, maybe even going a step further, looking at their Instagram or brands that they follow. And this way it becomes more of like a an investigation into that person and it feels more interesting and intimate in my opinion. And 
the gifts can just become that much more personal, which I really like. So here are a few different ideas in some generic categories that range in budget. And these are also things that I would appreciate receiving myself and things that wouldn't collect dust. You know, I mentioned that I am someone who doesn't like to have a lot of clutter and these are all things that, like I said, I would use. So we're going to go through a couple of categories. The first is cooking. Okay, so I've seen this one come up a lot more often on like gift guides and stuff and it's something that I actually think I would like to receive. I've never received it nor have I ever given it so I don't really know any brands and actually I'm probably not going to share a lot of brands here because there's just so many to choose from but I think a nice olive oil is a nice gift to give if you know someone likes to cook because that is something that most people would use and you know that you know it's not like a niche thing you know that person is probably going to use it at one point or another another example would be like a nice spice set or even a hot sauce if they're into hot sauce Another gift that I received when we moved into our new house that I really liked was like fancy salt. I believe the brand is called Maldon, Maldon Salt. It just feels kind of luxurious, isn't something that I would typically buy for myself, but is a really nice gift to receive. Another one, moving slightly up the budget, is a nice knife. I love a good sharp kitchen knife and... I would probably want to confirm that this person doesn't already have a bunch that they already like because that can be a circumstance where like they have their go-tos and you know maybe that person has a specific style or aesthetic or brand which you could you know investigate a little bit when you're visiting their house if possible and then Another option is a kitchenware item you know they don't have, so something like a mandolin or a peeler or a nice chopping board. Okay, so a bit more generally, the next category is home, and these are some ideas from having just moved into a new home and having received some of these gifts, and I was like, okay, I want to write some of these down because these are things that I would give to someone because I really like to receive them. That's generally how I like to give gifts. So one thing is a really nice hand soap. There's so many brands of like luxury ones. You could go that route or you could just get something not super expensive, but that has a really nice scent that you think they'll like. Another good one is like a nice dish towel set. I think that's a really nice option. Again, might want to know that person's aesthetic or the color scheme that they like. Another safe bet, I think, for someone who's just moved into a new home or just generally who likes homewares is a candle or a diffuser or even just an essential oil for their diffuser. And then for me, one other thing, like people would ask, what do you need for your house? And we didn't really need anything. And I would always tell people a plant. I always like to receive a plant. Okay, the next category is travel. So, you know, maybe this is if that person loves to travel or you know that they have a big trip coming up. One thing on a slightly higher budget is a new piece of luggage. This is actually what I bought for Jamie. As I said, we don't usually exchange Christmas gifts. I don't know why we decided to this year, but we each got each other one bigger gift and 
my gift to him was a new piece of luggage, a piece of carry-on luggage. He doesn't really have one. He's always complimenting mine and he really loved that gift. Let me look at the brand. I forget what it's called. Oh, that's right. It's called Monos, I believe. M-O-N-O-S. And I just like this suitcase because it has a laptop sort of pouch at the front. It's hard to describe, but if you look up their carry-on suitcase, I think it's like the carry-on pro. There's a pouch where you can put your laptop and it's just really handy for going through customs. And I really love that and he really liked that gift. So that's again, bit of a higher budget, at least for me, may not be for you, but that's a really good one. And another one is a nice toiletry bag. And then perhaps a little bit more on the practical side of the spectrum, but something that I would really like being very sensitive to sound and noise is like a really nice pair of earplugs. Like the ones, I think they're from Loop. I don't have them. I haven't tried them, but I've seen them everywhere. And I think they just came out with like a noise canceling one as well. I think those would be nice for someone who you know is traveling a lot because again, there can be so many sounds associated with traveling in the airport and planes and even in the hotel. So I think that's a really good one and very practical. Okay, now reading. If someone's into reading, I think the most obvious is a book. I like receiving books. I like giving books. That's fine. But it's not my favorite gift to give, and it's not my favorite gift to receive either. I think if you have a slightly higher budget, I am a big fan of my Kindle or just any e-reader like a Kobo or something. And then if you know the person already has one, there are also some nice accessories like a Kindle case or a stand or even like a pop socket that you put on the back of your Kindle. If the person you are gifting to is kind of crafty, they might like an embroidered book sleeve. You can find those on Etsy. I also like the idea of one of those like book caddies for the bathtub so you can prop your book up. That's always something that like feels like in the moment that I'm taking a bath I wish I had one of so those are the things that maybe you wouldn't think to get for yourself but that are really nice to receive obviously with the assumption that the person has a bathtub and then another one I saw someone online say this and I thought it was a good idea is an audiobook subscription if you know they're into audiobooks or just in general I think I would really appreciate that as a gift too Okay, coffee or tea. I feel like this one's pretty universal because so many people are into, you know, coffee and tea. And higher budget side of the spectrum, Jamie purchased this for himself, but he is obsessed with it. And I think this would kind of overlap with people who are into like tech things because Jamie likes a lot of gadgets, but it's an ember mug and it's basically a mug that keeps your coffee warm throughout the day. I actually, I know I said that I would use everything. I wouldn't use this because I don't necessarily, I think it's a little bit over the top and I don't necessarily need my coffee to be that hot. Like I'll just put it in the microwave if it's not, but he loves that. He's obsessed with that. And if you know that someone in your life would be into that sort of thing, I think that can be a really nice gift. Again, higher end of the spectrum, budget-wise. If they like to make coffee at home, a frother can be really nice. If they don't have an espresso machine that has a frother, my mom 
mentioned at some point throughout the year that she wanted one of these and I recently gave her that gift again not for really any particular reason I think they helped out with our move or something and I just really wanted to give her something and she mentioned that so I got it for her and she loves it another idea would be like a coffee bean grinder there's a lot of ranges in budget for both of these items whether it's a frother or a bean grinder And then you can also always get someone a nice bag of coffee beans or a tin of tea or a really nice matcha or even a matcha kit. And then another good one, especially if they don't have one of these, is like a portable or reusable coffee mug. I think you can get some really nice ones and that's something that I love to use. So I think it's a really good gift. I actually don't love to give gifts in the fashion category just because I feel like people have such a specific relationship with their style and so unless I know someone's style really well or they've mentioned something specific, I will actually avoid gifting anything fashion related but a couple of ideas if you have a higher budget. One thing that's really cool that I recently became aware of maybe it's becoming more of a popular offering with TikTok and stuff, are like online styling sessions. So you can have someone help you go through your closet and, you know, organize things or clear things out. I actually think that would be a really cool gift. And then if I'm going to do clothing, it's usually an accessory, like a hat or scarf or a pair of mittens or a nice pair of socks even. Okay, now a few miscellaneous ones. I like to give board games. Actually, I just gave a board game to, well, I guess it's not a board game, but like a game to Jamie's mom because when she was visiting us last, we played this game a lot and she mentioned she liked it. She was really enjoying it, but that they didn't have it. So I wrote that in my notes app and the game is called Bananagrams. I love that game. I have a hundred other games that I love. If you want to know, just DM me and I'll share because I love games. Um, If you have a video game lover in your life, I think there's a lot of gifts you can give in that realm, like a new video game, for example, that you know they want, or even a game controller, although I'm surprised at how expensive those are. I thought they would be like $20, but they're not, at least the PlayStation ones. I feel like they're like $100. Anyways, I really like a robe. Now, I get asked all the time because I wear my robe a lot online. It's from a brand called Silk and Snow. I really like it. Do you need one that is at that level of the budget range? No, not necessarily. There are a lot more affordable ones, but I do love that one. Also, an apron. Again, kind of falls into the kitchen cooking category. I don't know why I didn't put it there. Um, one good one, my sister always likes to receive these are journals and specifically she loves the brand moleskin i think it's like a slightly nicer elevated journal and so that's a nice one to give because i know she's going to use it and another one that i love water bottles a nice water bottle reusable water bottle my personal favorite is a hydro flask now something that came up a lot in the responses were gifting experiences instead of physical gifts so I asked a follow-up question of like, okay, well, what experiences do you like? And here are some of the ones that came up. So classes like a cooking class, getting a facial or going to a spa, a concert or a show, a reservation at a restaurant to go to together, 
renting a cabin or an Airbnb for a weekend, an escape room, ski passes or passes to a specific activity that you like or that the person likes. And one I hadn't thought of, but I like this one, is, you know, an annual pass at a museum, especially a museum that you know they like. Some of you said you like handmade gifts. That's always a good one. And personally, I love to receive handmade things. I don't necessarily feel like my quality of handmade skill is good enough to give those things as gifts, but I love to receive them. My sister and mom are both very talented crocheters and knitters, so they always give really good handmade gifts. And actually, my family talked about doing this for Our Secret Santa, but because the skill range is very different, like for example, me personally, I would feel sorry for whoever I was gifting to because I don't really have a great handmade skill, if that makes sense. A lot of people in my family do. I do not. And so sometimes just keep it simple. Give a handmade gift if you want to, but this year we're not doing, my family isn't doing like everyone has to give something handmade. And of course, a perfectly valid and great option is deciding to forego gifts altogether. I honestly think that my family will probably eventually do that. We also talked about taking the money and just putting it towards a charity instead. There are a lot of different ways to do it. Whatever works, I think, and whatever makes you feel present and joyful and connected during that time, I think that is the best option for you and for your unit, whether that's friends or family or your partner or your partner's family. So I hope that this help to maybe validate some feelings you're having around the holidays or maybe to give you some ideas and either way I hope you enjoyed this episode we are very close to that time of year so I wish you a very happy holiday and thank you for being here thank you for listening I appreciate you so much I'm excited for the next few episodes we have some interesting episodes coming up. I'm in the process of pre-recording a bunch, so lots of good things on the horizon, lots of deep reflection happening at Borderline. Sometimes feels like a therapy session, but as always, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, you know where to find me, and yeah, that is this week's episode. Enjoy the rest of your day, and I'll see you in the next one. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.